Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hi, this is what happened. This is On The Go. As you may or may not know, I recently returned from my home country, which is Jamaica in the West Indies. And last minute, I decided to visit one of my grand uncles, which is my grandfather's brother, one of my grandfather's brothers, right? He's the only surviving of the siblings along with the my grand aunt, which is his sister. Those are the, only, the two youngest of them are the only ones remaining of that family. Um, as far as siblings. But anyway, I decided to visit him last minute. I had it planned out, but in, you know, I have so many things that I'm thinking about when I'm in Jamaica. And now I know that I just need to stick to my schedule. But sometimes when you're like in paradise and you're like, you know, living out your dream and you're just like going to the beach almost every morning, waking up, going to the beach, you know, and just chillaxing. You're not thinking about family. You're not thinking about anything else. But the reality is, is that I have to check in with family. I have to talk to family. You cannot come to Jamaica and not visit your family. That's a big, big no-no. You cannot really go into any city in the United States. Anywhere there's family, you really cannot go to their hometown where there's a relative there and not visit them. Even if you cannot visit them, at least give an excuse why you cannot make it or whatever the case may be. Well, in my situation, I was able to make it. But once again, I wasn't thinking because prior to me visiting that grand uncle, I had another um, thing to do and that just took up our time. I was so so frustrated with that whole situation that by the time I visited my granduncle, I didn't have time to chillax. I find like when I was in Jamaica, like I was rushing a lot. Like I, I don't know what I was doing, but I felt like looking back at the videos, like some of them, I felt rushed. Like I wasn't really in the moment thinking, thinking, but anyway, my son's father and I, and some of his friends went along because we went to, you know, do other stuff earlier and um, basically it was a hot, 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 did I say hot day? And I had my purse with me and I had money with me, but I, some reason I left the purse in the car. I was so busy trying to find the house. We found, found the house, knocking on the gate, open it. I was so more concerned about it being a last minute, not time for them to prepare for me because you can't show up at somebody's house and their house may be untidy or maybe they don't have no food or whatever the case may be. You always announce. So that's why I let one of their daughters know who contacted other people to let them know that I was coming, right? But once again, I knew I was going in that vicinity, but I didn't realize how close they were to the, to the original vicinity that I, I was going to go. So in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they're so far from where we were heading that maybe we wouldn't have a chance to see them anyway, but come to find out they were just 10 minutes down the road. But anyway, so I'm there visiting 
and I'm feeling rushed again. I'm like, you know, because once again, it was a last minute thing and we wanted to go back. We don't like to drive at night if that is the case. I mean, unless it's around your area. And since we're only one person was familiar with the area, I haven't been there since I was a child, so I'm not from, too familiar with it. Uh, my son's father doesn't really go to that area, so he wasn't familiar with it either. And the, the lady, which was the guy's girlfriend, she was visiting, so she doesn't know anything uh, about the area. But she was there for support, right? So anyway, we visited. The visit is ended. And guys, after I left, after we're like getting some food to eat and whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh. Actually, it was later on in the night. I would... It wasn't even when we were getting food. It was later on in the night. I said, oh my goodness. I forgot to give them money. Because the tradition in Jamaica is that, you know, especially with the elderly, the sick, or people who may or may not have it, you give them a little something, something. You know what I mean? Whether you bring something, you don't come empty-handed, which I did come empty-handed, but not really because it was in the car. And so I was telling my son's father, and he was like, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, but he he thought about it also, not thinking or seeing that my purse was in the car and didn't think anything of it, if that makes sense. So, rule of thumb, carry your purse with you, do a checklist, don't come empty-handed anytime you're visiting any kind of relatives. That's the Jamaican way and customs that we live by. Now, so on to today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome back, welcome back to Built in Lisa Podcast. I am Lisa Waldron. So as you can tell by the title, um, I debated what to title today's um, episode. So I was going to title it Trust Him with a capital H. Um, I was going to say Trust God, but then I decided to just name it Trust Jehovah. And but basically, this whole episode is going to be about trust. And you will see by the time that you listen to the entirety of this episode, how why I titled it the way that I did, right? And so let's jump right in. I am Lisa Waldron. I think I said that before, but I'll say it again. My name is Lisa. But we're going to start with in the Old Testament of the Bible. It reveals that um, YHWH, often vocalized as vowels, as Yahweh or Jehovah, as the personal name of God, along with certain titles including El Elon and El Shaddai. And if you there, there are so many references in the Bible as well as far as the name of God, but, you know, refer to him by his personal name, which is Jehovah, just like how my personal name is Lisa. And um, there are other references as well. There is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. Um, El Hanayaman, the God who is faithful. El Salah, God my rock. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And there's so more. 
Um, you can refer to God as Father God, the Lord God. And the reason why I chose to say Jehovah is because by now, if you're not aware, there are so many gods, right? Um, as far as, you know, if you watch old shows back in the day and they talk about Greek mythology and, you know, what they thought who was in heaven or above, you know, like the God of love, the God of this, you know, God of, of army and whatever, you know, there are plenty of gods. And in today, 2023, there are so many gods out there that are not good. So then it comes to the point of trust, right? Who do you believe? Who do you trust? And, um, so let's just jump into the definition of what is trust, right? Trust, the definition, is a firm belief in the right reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So basically, it's a firm belief in the reliability and truth. And um, basically, you believe in the truth, ability, reliability, or strength of and it can also be, you know, they give, you know, you know, examples, whether you're allowing somebody credit to a customer and you're trusting that person that they're going to pay you your money, or if it's in the regards of the law, an arrangement whereby a person or a trustee holds a property, you know, it all boils down to the credibility and how you rely on the person. So the reason why I wanted to talk about trust and to trust the one and almighty God, which is Jehovah, that's his personal name, right? It's because, um, as I mentioned before in some of my episodes, that 2022, I felt like was one of the hardest years, right? And, and it just ended it by, you know, me losing Mojo, you know, my dog, one of my dogs passed away, Mojo, at the ending of near the ending of 2022, but it was a tough year in everything. And here, here I am now in May of 2023. And like in life, we look back, right? And we look back to say, boy, we made it through or we reflect a little bit. And we're like, Oh, my goodness. Wow. How did we survive that? You know, whatever. But my thoughts are going to be all over the place, but hopefully it makes sense. And yes, I should have jotted it down to make it a little bit more flowable. But sometimes just going to let it flow the way it's supposed to come out sometimes too. So I'll start with an example to say and give you and go back a little bit. So um, recently I visited my hometown, which is in my home country, which is in Jamaica, the island Jamaica, right? And my son's father was there. And once in a while, I'll talk about my son's father here on the podcast. I'm not sure if I mentioned him. I think I mentioned or said my son's father, my son's father, my son's father a lot on the Jamaica trip, especially when um, the the spring 23 Jamaica trip, as I was um, introducing him to um, family members. So let me go back a little bit more to say that um, um, I knew 
my son's family, my son's father, his name is Michael, his family before I met him, strangely enough, because they had a um, Jamaican restaurant in Florida and I visited that restaurant frequently. And then one day, out of the blue, I saw him and I was like, who is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I won't say this of how we met and the, what transpired and whatever, but it was that day that I met him and then things just took off from there. But I will get into more Pacific later on in life if we decide to do a video. I probably ask him if he wants to do a video about it or I don't know. But on the podcast, it was like, um, okay, so um, we met and, you know, and then soon afterwards I became pregnant, you know, had our son. And um, so we used to live in Florida, right? But, um, um, what happened is that it it was so complicated from the beginning, from the get go and whatever. The one thing we did have in common, the one thing that drew us close at that time was tennis because both of us love tennis, right? And even one of my good friends, my good friend, my best friend in Florida, um, she was like, boy, you guys move fast. I don't know what it is, guys, but it's something about me and him. Like whenever we see each other, you know, like this is, this is like after we've broken up or <laughs> whatever. It's like, it's like we're still attracted to each other. It was a difficult relationship as far as expectations from my end the person that he was, the person I was, basically he was a cheater. He was a womanizer, you know, and me being a young girl, you know, from the church and everything, you know, being a Christian, you know, everything that happened wasn't the way that I wanted it to happen, you know, having a child, not married, you know, all that kind of stuff and so much more. And, but it happened you know, and I look at it as children are blessings from God. Everything that happens in our life is meant to happen somehow. We just have to look at how we look at it and whatever. But anyway, we broke up because he cheated and cheated and cheated, right? So here we are throughout the years, you know, we had like a, um, not a good relationship as far as communication. And until several years ago, we re I mean, even though we were broken up guys and we weren't talking and we were fighting and, um, fighting verbally, you know, mostly me or whatever. It was both of us, you know, but me because, and then I even got into an argument with one of the girls he was cheating with. And I was like, why am I even going down this road? You know what I mean? And there are some qualities and stuff that I didn't like. Um, that he was doing and, you know, so anyway, and I'm sure he had stuff about me that he didn't like as well. It was, and all my friends kept hearing me, hearing me. It it went on back and forth, back and forth. And, and to the point that that same girl I was arguing with, I got back together with, it was, it was such a it was such a roller coaster of a relationship in regards to 
on again, off again, on again, off again, you know what I mean? And then there was a period of time when there was nothing, like minimal communication. Yeah, um, he saw Justin, you know, um, whatever, when we lived in Florida. And then in 2000, when Justin was eight, I decided I've had enough of Florida and I wanted to move away. And that's when I moved to Georgia. And then he made life changes as, as well as far as where he was living as well and whatever. He he was doing changes as far as moving to and what have you. So, um, but we still kept in contact. It wasn't as before because here I was in a different state. And um, so now we're just communicating via phone, talking about our child <laughs> and stuff like that. Um you know, talking about the family and, you know, general stuff and whatever. But, um, six, um, so anyway, before that, so then, um, several years ago, um, here I am on one of my vacation visits back to Florida and I didn't even know he was back in town because at that point he was like, um, um, traveling to and from Jamaica, you know, and, um, cause he's also Jamaican, but he's Jamaican Chinese. And, um, so I don't know. I didn't know until I was visiting their restaurant, the family restaurant where, um, I saw him. So I didn't have any communication that, you know, I didn't know cause I wasn't really focusing on him. I wasn't really, I was moved. I moved on with my life. <laughs> And there, just like a movie, again, it's like, you know, we see, first of all, I saw him in the restaurant and I was like, who is that old man sitting over there? <laughs> like a glimpse. I was like, I didn't even think it was him. Uh, it looked like an old, old man. He's not that old, guys. Um, But yeah, but back then I was like, who, he looks so different and everything. I'm getting way off subject of what I'm supposed to be talking about. But um, basically we rekindled our relationship again. <laughs> By this time now, guys, I had, um, lost, a, um, well, no, that time I had gained and I lost uh, somehow. So then I saw him again a few years later and then I had really lost all the weight. Let me, let me just put something out here. Since moving to Georgia, guys, I have gained so much weight in my lifetime. It's been like, so much weight. I've never been this overweight in my life before since moving to Georgia. And I know I keep blaming Georgia, but it's not Georgia. But I think I know what the reason is, is that you don't do anything in Georgia. In Jamaica, in Florida, I had the beach, you know, I can walk. I can walk here in Georgia, but it's like, it's just a laziness spirit or something over here. I don't know what it is. It's like, you have to force yourself to get up off the couch, get up and get movement. You know what I mean? And I'm more of like a outdoor person. I like to do exercises outside rather than inside. So anyway, so by this time now, I'm like feeling myself. I'm confident. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I am a confident woman, guys, to the point that I'm like, I know what I want. I know what I want. So we were kindled relationship, you know, back in then. And we had a deep, deep, deep 
conversation about our relationship, about our past. We got everything out that was like bothering us, hindering us, everything or whatever. But, um, and that kind of like healed us a little bit to like close those hurt wounds and say and express it regardless how it was. We had to listen to each other and, um, say how we hurted each other in the actions and words and stuff that we did. Both of us did that. And, um, you know, and the whole family was like, he's not the right one for you. You know what I mean? Da, 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 da. But, you know, and I don't even know what his family says or whatever. But the bottom line is that I had a big issue with trust with him because of his womanizing and him cheating and whatever. That's a hard thing to come back from. But somehow, whenever we see each other, we run to each other like we are... I don't know how to explain it. I have said it in a message to my family and friends on Facebook. You know, I've said it in person. I've said it to everyone. You will never, ever, ever understand our relationship. Only the both of us do. And sometimes it's like that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you have outside interference, it, you know, makes it all bad as well. Not only that... We were of different religions, even though we both um, are Christians, but he wasn't really fully, fully into his religion, but he was practicing it as far as going every now and then or whatever, right? So here we are um, on our last entanglement, you want to call it, or last get together or last hookup or whatever you want to call it, our last being together a few years ago, um, I, like I said, I was feeling myself or whatever to the point that I said to him that I hope that he finds someone that, you know, what, whoever he's searching for or whatever. I don't know. So I'm saying all of this to release some little parts of our personal life to say that that was the last time years ago that we saw each other in person. And then I once again ended it. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I, I'm telling you that sometimes God just puts you um, in certain situations and whatever to... to lean more towards him or different direction. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back or whatever. So me not knowing, because at that point I just kind of like ended it and, um, went about my business because I was like, whatever. I'm like, I know what I want. I'm confident and I know I deserve better. Da 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 da. And, but we still kept in contact guys because we are parents to a young man. Okay. So what happened is that, um, at this point he moved, um, locations again, he moved again and minimal contact, you know, and, but every year, whatever. So one year, I think 
after I broke up with him, I said something to somebody and then he was upset because I revealed something that I wasn't supposed to reveal, which was minimal. I don't know. I think he was just picking on, I don't know. But anyway, he was upset with me for a while about something. And I was like, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? I know I'm going to use whatever. Um, my family doesn't like it when I say whatever, but it is. And, um, but we still kept in contact, you know, and we kept moving on and not, then he called me, um, he did, he mentioned one of our conversations that, um, he decided to turn his life around and he got baptized and everything in, um, Jehovah witness world and what have, you know, and I was like, Oh, congratulations, you know, and whatever. Well, come to find out all this time that, I mean, he told me, but, um, he told me again in my recent visit because he was also, he's also in Jamaica at the time that, um, I visited Jamaica recently in the spring, like a couple of, well, it's been a month now. Yeah. So that, um, you know, kind of personal to put this out there, but I was the last, <clears throat> maybe I shouldn't say it, but. Um, the last relationship was with me. Like he wanted to get himself serious with God. Right. So I was like, okay. So anyway, I visited him <clears throat> and he's heavily, heavily, heavily in his church and living for God. And I'm here looking at myself like before I even visited Jamaica, I was actually, um, on the spiritual road back to being God. Because as I mentioned before, I was heavily, heavily, heavily into church when I was younger, you know, been on a choir, you know, been in the church, all this kind of stuff and whatever. So, and, and here is the thing guys, that when you're on a spiritual journey with God, sometimes you're not going to do things perfectly and you're not going to be perfect. And I think that is the wrong expectations that a lot of people have about being a Christian is that we're perfect. We're not perfect. We strive to be perfect. That's the key thing. And sometimes, you know, you think, you know, like I said, back in the day when I was younger, I had this dream like, oh, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have the house and the white picket fence, you know, let's live the perfect life. And that's not the way it went. You know what I mean? And I think that kind of like shook me up a, a lot as, as far as in my, in my, in my journey, you know, in my Christian journey, my walk with God, in, you know, with Jehovah. And basically, um, I was already on the road to get back and build that relationship with God, right? With Jesus. And so if you notice in my podcast, like I had to check when I started doing it, like I think it was in 2021, like my story time, episode number five is always a story time episode. I started like reading and I started like slowly reading the Bible now, if you listen to some of those episodes, you may say, what on earth am I talking about? Because sometimes I would read the Bible and then I would give what I thought that it meant. But now that I'm back, like building my relationship fully into the Bible and everything, um, um, one of the key takeaways is to have Bible study, right? And to know it and to talk things out with other people 
and to counsel as well, you know what I mean? To give the right information and what have you. Because a lot of times we can go by what we think and sometimes we can talk it out with someone and says, is that really what it means? I mean, there's so many we can all interpret the Bible different, different ways. And there's so many interpretations of the Bible. And there are so many Bibles out there. I didn't realize there were so many Bibles and interpretation. Because a lot of people were like, they didn't understand the King James Version. Because it was too difficult. A lot of my favorite passages from the Bible are actually from the King James Version. You know what I mean? And, um, but throughout the years, I've been using the NIV, the New International Version. And then some, you know, I have like a few Bibles in the house and they're all different versions. You know what I mean? And, <clears throat> but I try to get the Bible that's close to one of my favorite verses, um, my favorite passages in the Bible, something similar. So if the language is way, 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 way off and make it simple and it doesn't even reference anything close to what my favorite pattern that I don't really get it. But to each his own, but there are so many variations of the Bible out there. And I just say, pick one, as long as it's still referencing and not getting away from God, the, the message of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, you know, of that, then, then, you know, do your research. But anyway, so here we are, and um, <clears throat> it's a different kind of relationship between me and, and, and my son's father. And now, we've always had the friendship. We've always been able to talk, but now it was like we're not rushing and having relations <laughs> with, with each other as soon as we saw, plus his mother was there. <laughs> But that didn't stop, that couldn't stop anything if it really, really, really wanted to. But we're just in, um, but it's just out of respect, you know, whatever. But, um, but we were in a different kind of space. We were more like we were starting over, but it was more like friends, friends. You know what I mean? Friends that still love each other. And friends that probably still want to be with each other, if you know what I mean. But because I, I kind of looked at, I kind of looked at that that visit as um. I kind of look at it like I'm respecting your journey and your walk with God. I'm trusting that what you're saying that you're doing, like you're walking and you're being good. You know what I mean? You're not out there womanizing or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're really having a relationship with God. You, I'm, I'm trusting that because that's all I can do, right? So then I started like, um, you know, started doing my own Bible study and stuff because he really um, kind of like, who would have thought that he would... Um, um, What's the word that I'm looking for? Who would have thought that he would be the one to encourage me to get back? But like, but like I said, I was already on the journey getting back, you know, and I never, and I, I said it to him, I said it to my family, I said it to myself, I have never, guys, lost my relationship with God. Let's get that straight. I always, always, always have God, but it was kind of like in the 
the back burner, if that makes sense. Not back burner to say I'm putting God in the back, but it was like, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I have faith in God. If you listen to my episodes, my previous episodes, I kept saying in my episodes that I need to work on my faith. Like I want my faith to be stronger in God. I felt like I was, um, like my faith and my relationship was not as strong as it needed to be. So here it is. My son's father is like, oh my gosh, he's doing X, Y, Z. And some, he, you know what it was guys? He's setting an example for me. Can you believe that? Sometimes God uses us in strange ways and whatever. But so then I started like, um, I was reading some stuff about trust and, um, in Proverbs, um, 17, 17, a true friend shows love at all times and is a brother who is born for times of distress. Now, when you have distrust, distrust can even, you know, endanger your physical health. You know, research out there indicates that even the subtle forms of hostility, such as a tendency to be cynical or distrustful, can put you at risk. So I myself had to work on a couple of things, and I am not a jealous person, but somehow there are little tendencies of jealousy that he didn't mention or whatever, but I felt was coming up because it was like, when you, when you don't have a trust is like, okay, he, he, um, it's a womanizer. He cheats and whatever in the past. Right. So how can I trust that he is on the right path this time? He's telling me what I want to hear. He's showing me what I need to see or whatever. He's telling me that he's now given his life to God. He is, um, he is telling me that he's changed, you know what I mean? And it's been like six years now that he's been fully engaged in the church, you know, um, you know, and, you know, devoting his life to God. And then he turned around and said to me like, oh, you know, I don't feel like you're reading the Bible. And we were having a conversation or something and he was saying something about, he felt like he, I wasn't reading the Bible enough and he probably was right. You know, and I said that, and I said some things to him too, like, you know, sometimes, you know, um, sometimes when a person is fully converted into, um, a new faith or Christianity or whatever, they, it may come across like they're more righteous and they know it all or whatever, and, um, I don't think that's the way to be, you know, I know you're fully, fully excited about your journey. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there's just a thin line and, and sometimes it's like overkill kind of thing, kind of like, oh my gosh, you should be doing, you know, like the judgment and what, you know, or the, or the, I'm better than you now that I'm this, you know, kind of attitude or whatever. So I kind of had to have that conversation. That's how it was coming across to me. And I am not someone that is, doesn't know God. I do know. I do know. I do know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I do. I do, people. I do. 
but it's like, um, just don't have that judgment to say, oh, because I'm at this point, then I look better than you, you know? So it's kind of like talking out to people that you love, like, you know, it, it kind of came across like that, but it wasn't really intentional, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So here comes the trust issue. So therefore I had to have, I had to take a deep dive and do like a little Bible study for myself here, people to say, why is it that I'm acting this way when I'm around him? Number one is the number one issue between me and him on my end is trust. The jealousy, eh, I may question stuff and it may be annoying to him like, oh my God, you talked to that woman. I mean, I don't say you talked to that woman, but I had to have a conversation with him recently to say that your intentions may be good, but from a woman's perspective, she may read into it as it's something else. So if you are seeing a woman walk, right, and you stop to offer her a ride, in the goodness of your heart, you may say, oh my gosh, it's burning up hot in Jamaica right now. And the woman, I see this woman all the time, how she's going to um, think to say that, oh, you know, I, I, I pass her and don't even offer her a ride, you know, you know, whatever. Um, but yet she may be doing some kind of business with me or something or, or taking care of something for the house or I don't know. And, you know, people think things, right? So here he is innocently. Oh, do you need a ride up to the, to the, to the gate or to the security or something? And she said, no, this is when I was in the car with him. And, um, so I had to say to him, you cannot do that. And so he's looking at me all weird, like why, you know? And I'm like, it comes across like you don't know. I'm a woman and I know how I would internalize that because if I keep, think about this ladies. If you're walking in Jamaica, let's say you're walking to the bus stop, you walk in outside of a um, com a home complex or a resident area and you're working and one of the residents or owner or somebody offers you a ride every single day, aren't you going to say to yourself, oh my God, the man must like me. How come he offered me a ride and nobody else? Oh my gosh, I didn't know the man feel that way about me, right? Come on, ladies, am I lying? Wouldn't some of you think that way, you know what I mean? Or some of you are probably cautious and say, me not take no ride from no man and, and me don't know him. Next thing you know, I don't like him like that. And why he keep asking me for a ride? We internalize and we have so many thoughts in our head. So I had to have a conversation with Michael to say certain things you can't do. Even though it may be the goodness of your heart, people will internalize it and think something else. And now you're in a different, now you're in some kind of situation or whatever. Then as we were talking it out, he brought up a situation that happened with one of the previous baby mamas, which is, you know, whatever, but I won't get into it, but it solidified exactly what I was saying, you know, like, you may be doing something so innocently and somebody else think something or whatever. You know what I mean? 
So I said, when it comes to women, you have to be aware. That was what, that was my conversation with him. You have to be aware of what it is that you're doing. Now, if you're really, so I did put the question out there. If you're really like going out there and, and giving these women, um, rides, are you trying to pick up, (laughs) pick them up? You know what I mean? So then from my end, it kind of looked like I am, it may come across as jealous, but it's not really jealousy. But anyway, I had to do a Bible study guys on trust and jealousy, because I find that, um, those are the two things that keeps popping up when I'm with him. Not so much the jealousy part, but it's more the trust part. And even my good friend was like, let's say that down the road, the two of you get married or if God ordains it for us to get married, we don't know or whatever, right? Let's say that happens. She said to me, she thinks that I won't be happy because I will always have in the back of my mind, like, oh my God, maybe he's out there cheating or something or whatever. So, so I said, oh, interesting. But that's when I, I had the conversation with him about what was said. And I also said to him how certain things that he does um, may um, put me on that path of distrust. And distrust is not a good thing because, as I just mentioned, it can endanger our lives as far as our health. You know what I mean? And as far as gel, oh my goodness. And as far as, um, did I just erase it? Hold on. And as far as jealousy, um, in Proverbs 14 and 30, a calm heart gives life to the body, but jealousy is rottenness to the bones. So in other words, in other words, guys, I have high blood pressure. My son's father have diabetes. I don't have time. (laughs) Both of those health risks already risk factors on so many different le- levels. They're they're called like silent killers, both of them. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't have time to be jealous about anything. So therefore, I had to have the conversation with him. Let's say down the road, we don't know what the future holds, guys. Let's say down the road that we take the relationship back up again or whatever the case may be or whatever. And I, and I said to him, let's say if we are meant to be married or whatever, you know what I mean? These are certain things that you have to do to not let me be insecure, but it's not really his thing for, for me to be insecure, but there are certain actions that you can do. First of all, guys, if you're married to a woman the woman, your wife, should be the only woman that you have in your mouth, mind, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? You should not be looking at any woman or whatever. So then it comes back to the trust. You understand me? It comes back to trust. And I was talking to my best friend and I said to her, we were talking it out and I said, and I also said it to Michael and I said, let's put it this way. And this is how I had to register it in my head, guys, from the simplest, simplest, simplest thing that I came up with. Let's say that you're a thief. And let's say that you stole something. Like somebody you love 
stole something from you and and or no let's say that you're a thief and, and you stole something from loved ones or whatever right and here it is that you decided that you're not going to be a thief anymore you want to turn your life around right and not be a thief anymore how can you let people know that when you come to their house that you're that they don't have to watch you with a keen eye and and put up their valuables and stuff like that because they think that you're going to steal from them how can you being the thief um show people that you've changed it's with time you have to build up that trust slowly but surely you know what i mean it takes time and me being let's say that i'm the person who's not trusting you the thief i also have to give you time and grace to say that i can't be holding this over your head all the time when in fact you're trying to change because if that was me and i did something wrong I would feel kind of a way that I'm trying to change and show you that I'm changing, but you keep bringing up the past. You keep bringing up every single bad thing that I've done. That's going to irk a person. That's going to make a person even more upset. Like, my gosh, they're not giving me a chance. How I've proven to them and they still have this distrust. Like at that point, me knowing me who I am. And if that was me, I would walk and not be around that person. You know what I mean? I would say, you know, I've tried to prove to you that I've changed and you don't want to believe me. So therefore, peace out. You know, that's just who I am. Right. And and that's probably how people are feeling. And this is why people who have done things bad in their life and try to change and their own family and friends won't accept the change or give them a chance to prove that they have changed, they're going to revert back into that same old behavior because in their mind they're thinking well I've tried to prove it and y'all just still think that I'm doing x y and z so therefore you know what since you already think that I'm just going to go back because nothing I do is going to change in your mind and you guys you have to be honest a lot of us do do that to people that that um have done wrong um and whatever right so so I had to look at it at that way like okay if he's stealing and he's trying to prove himself, I don't want to hold it over his head. I have to give him a chance to prove, you know what I mean? But then in Job 34, in the Bible, Job 34 and 3, under the trust part, it says, For the ears test words just as the tongue tastes food. In other words, I'm... The Bible's saying for you know, it's saying not for you to be gullible and to believe every single thing everybody says, but there has to be a level of trust. Whereas let your ears hear what they're saying with their words. You know what I mean? You listen to what they're saying with that underlying trust, right? But until something you hear is not adding up, then you can say what you want to say if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Then you can maybe ask or question at that point, but you still have to lead and and believe in trust. But don't be naive to say, okay, I'm just going to trust everybody and just believe every single thing everyone has told me 
you know, remember when you were kids and kids used to say stuff and you're like, no, I don't believe that or whatever, because you let your ears, you're trusting that, okay, what they must say is true. What the parents say is true. What my aunt and uncle say is true because they're adults, right? So you keep listening, listening, listening with your ears until something clicks and say, but wait, but didn't you say you went here, but then you ended up, you know what I mean? But don't even go into it with that saying that I'm always going to be looking for something wrong as well. Still go from it from a place of love. So I'm saying all this to say that when I read that, um, you know, and did the study on trust, and it's still a working thing, guys, you, you know what I mean? I've kind of like, even with my visit to our, vis- our visit in Jamaica, there was a lot of, you know, we were, we were talking about something and he said, oh, I know what you, I probably know what you're thinking. Like, oh, Lisa probably would have been thinking what he's thinking. But throughout the years, guys, I've kind of like, and and I told him, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking something else, you know what I mean? To show him also, because maybe he thinks things about me as well that, oh, um, you know, and we're honest. And I said to him, this is the major thing that is, um, for me on my end, is a trust, you know what I mean? And, um, and little by little, he has proven himself little by little, um, you know what I mean? But at the same time, my friends and my family are looking out for me and they're, they don't want me to be hurt again and to go down that road again, because I'm telling you, it was like a, a heck of a ride and it would be such a testimony if, I have, I, I'm not, I'm laughing, but I'm not really laughing. I'm laughing out of, it would be a fantastic testimony if how we started our relationship to how we will end our relationship. I don't know. But, um, in regards to, I even asked him, you know, this last time around that a lot of people don't understand our relationship. What do you think our relationship has been throughout these years? Is it more lust or love? And he was like, love. And I was a little bit taken back. I don't know what I expected him to really say, to be quite honest. But I'm just giving you guys a little glimpse into my relationship with my son's father. And when you look at the videos, you're probably saying, oh boy, they co-parent good and whatever. There are so many other things. Um, so many other things. It's been a roller coaster of a ride. But somehow, even our own child doesn't even understand... Um, it doesn't even understand our relationship as because in my son's point of view, you know, he's like, you know, listening to what the family is saying and thinking, oh, I can do so much better or whatever. Here, here's the thing, guys, we're both your parents, you know, and I say to my son, we're both your parents and there's always going to be love there. You know what I mean? Even though we may have fought in the, in the past and had arguments like any other couple and whatever, the one thing about us is that we do communicate. A lot of it has been me um, saying, let's sit down and have this discussion. We have to have this discussion. If something is bothering me, I want to get it off my chest and I have to have this discussion. And he feels comfortable enough to have those conversations with me as well. Have we grown throughout the years? Yes. I even remember that time when I said that like I was feeling myself and I was all confident in everything. 
even back then he was like, um, you know, like he said, I have matured, you know, from when I was from back then, you know, we, we have, we have, we have some intimate talks and we have some real talks. We have some good talks and we have some bad talks, you know, the bad talks as far as getting our bad feelings out there. But that's what I'm working on, guys. I'm working on trust. But the overall message here in today's episode is that you first have to trust Jehovah in your relationships. You have to trust God. You have to trust you have to trust Jesus to work this out for you. You have to. You know what I mean? If you're in a relationship with someone, you have to have God as your form the the top. Both of you have to have your individual relationships with Jehovah. And then you're both working towards the same goal, if that makes sense. The relationship will never, ever, ever, ever work out if you do not have Jehovah in your life, if that makes sense. You will always constantly be fighting, arguing, or disagreeing, especially if you're not equally yoked, you know? So more to come on that part, but yeah. But the good thing is that sometimes we do go in roundabout ways to get to the ultimate goal as well. If you remember in Game of Thrones, the show Game of Thrones, there was a family, a husband and a wife and the kids, right? They even had like a, a the pop outside kid, but it's still the kids. And because come to find out it wasn't really his kid, it was a sister kid. But anyway, on Game of Thrones, it was a mother and a husband and wife and their kids. And throughout the series of the show, everyone went, including the parents, everyone went on their separate route. And eventually, those who survived, even though they went on their separate route and learned and was being built up by God, it was like they had to build their skills, they had to build their own relationship, their own ways of doing stuff, so that when they did meet up in the end together, whoever survived, the remaining family that survived together at the end, they were able to bring in what what their journey skills have taught them to better fight the fight together, if that makes sense. I look at Game of Thrones like, oh my gosh, it looks so sad that they all separated, they all missed each other and whatever. But in the end, they had to go on their separate journey for a short while in order to learn to do certain things and better themselves and whatever. So it's like, okay, here it is that he and I are separated. He went on his journey to get himself right with God. Here I am in my own journey, getting myself back in a relationship with God. And like I said, I never lost my relationship with God. I just had to get back and build it stronger because I'll give you another example to get off the subject between me and Michael. But here it is in my business, right? Here I am that I do a lot of um, events, market events, and you go to the farmer's market, sell my products and sell online and this and that. And throughout the years, I'm just like, because my business will be three years this summer. And I'm like, and I'm like, 
oh my God, the money. I'm going out here selling and it's the money. In 2022, like I mentioned, it was a rough year financially with the house, with everything. And I was just like, oh my God, every little thing was popping up. I went through so many struggles in 2022. like, And it was like, I did have to build back my relationship. Thank God I still had my relationship with God, with Jehovah. You know what I mean? Because it was like, if I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because I had to pray. I had to cry, guys. I had to cry out to God. And I had to say, oh my gosh, help us, help us. You know what I mean? And sometimes when sometimes you think you're going through something, somebody else is going through it bad. But sometimes you're going through it and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the end. Like, like you can't go on. Like, how can we possibly, possibly get out of this situation? You know what I mean? And the one thing I had to learn that 2022 has taught me, even in my business, even in my personal life, is that I had to trust Jehovah. I had to trust God, guys. I had to. No if, ands, or but. But it taught me a big lesson, especially in my business. When I go there and I feel like I am not making money or it's a slow day or a good day or whatever, especially in the slow days, I now go with an attitude of, and trust me, it's, I, I had a little dip last week when I started a new market and nobody was coming. They were coming, but they weren't buying. And I already made up in my mind, like, you know what? I'm not coming back here. I already had like an exit plan. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever, you know. And I sat there and I said, come on, Lisa. You already said you're going to trust God. You've been doing this for the past, since 2023, little by little, you're trusting God more and more, right? God will always provide for you, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm talking to myself because sometimes you're going to talk victory to yourself. And I'm talking to myself and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to worry about the money. God will make a way. Jehovah will make a way. He will. And so now my attitude has been, I am not going to worry about it. Just like when I did the episode um, and I said, I'm not going to worry about subscribers anymore. Who's following me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast. I'm not worried about the numbers anymore because what's for me is for me. Even though people are stealing my ideas and try and skyrocketing and getting lots of views and people and whatever, and stealing from the small people, I'm not going to let the numbers bother me. Because what God has for me is for me. If that's their path and they feel like they want to steal from me and, and skyrocket it and stealing from small um, um, creators, that's on them. I cannot worry about other people at this point. I can only worry about myself. So in regards to my household and my business... I'm putting the trust in Jehovah, in God, because it's like, who else is going to make a way? Nobody. Nobody. You understand me? Like, I was taking the uh, the flight, and I mentioned it before, that I I was starting to get nervous. And I was there looking for a physical help from the person next to me, this big guy, and he too was scared. And in that moment, I was like, 
who on earth is going to help me? Nobody but Jehovah. Who's going to help me when my finances are low? Nobody but Jehovah. Your friends may come and go, family may come and go and help here and there or whatever, but it's Jehovah. Once you put the trust in Jehovah, which I had to learn through the hard times that I went through in 2022, that I felt were the hardest, and I'm sure there's probably more hardship to come, you know, in life for us to learn lessons and to build us. That's what he wants to do is to build us, to trust him, to only rely on him and to read our Bibles, to have Bible study and to get to know him more and to get to know the word more. That's the only way we're going to learn. But it all begins with trust. We have to trust that we're going to be out of this situation. We're going to trust that whether it's health-wise, money-wise, whatever the situation, relationship-wise, we have to trust that this too shall pass. It's going to get better. This is not the end. God will make a way. So I hope that you guys got a little insight into my personal life and to, in regards to what I'm struggling with, how I'm overcoming it a little by little. And, um, but it all boils down to trust because trust is used in all of our relationships. How do you trust your friend? How do you trust your siblings, your parents, your, um, your business people, your teacher? You just go to school and just believe this person or you just build that trust. Trust, trust, T-R-U-S-T is such an important word, but it starts from the top. You understand me? So in regards to my business, I'm there worried about how am I going to make the money? Am I going to get enough sales and whatever? I'm focusing on the money, which was the wrong thing to do. I'm focusing like, okay, I get the money and the money is going to provide. The money is going to pay the bills. The money is going to pay for these supplies. The money is going to do X, Y, and Z. The money, the money, the money. But it wasn't the money I should be focusing on and trusting because the money will let you down. The money, some people consider, is also a God. You're worshiping the God of money. You get what I'm trying to say? And it's like we're so focused, we're so conditioned, like we have to work to get money. We have to work. It's the money, money, money. Oh my God, the bills, the money, money, money. You get what I'm trying to say? And all this time, we're not looking to Jehovah. We're not looking to God, the Almighty God, the Father God, the one and only God to say, hello, look to me for your help. The money is meaningless. And now somebody told me that pretty soon in the next, by the end of this year or next year, the money value or the money is not going to be anymore. Money will eventually be going away. Can you fathom that? But if you're looking back in the days, in olden days, they didn't have money. They bartered with stuff that they had or services and stuff like that. Then slowly the money creeped in. And then the greed of money and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I'm just here to tell you that um, um, I will be changing the direction in which a lot of my videos and podcasts is going and it's more and and I knew this I knew this for a while I just didn't know how to incorporate it and that's why I was slowly incorporating it but be on the lookout like 
for more changes, you know, um, in regards to my content creation and my purpose and the intent and what it is, the message that I want to put out there as well. I think we all have a lot to learn from each other, but the ultimate goal is that we have to look to Jehovah to trust. We have to trust the people in our lives and we have to trust ourselves that we are doing the right thing. So more to come. I may do another episode on trust and continue more and give you more examples, but I hope that you guys like this. And um, if you do, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and on Instagram. Tell a friend, give a rating, and stay tuned for more. I am Lisa Waldron, and you can find Go 10 Lisa podcast on any podcast app. Just type in Go, the number 10, followed by L-I-S-A. You've guys been great listening and following me. We're all I think where I'm for the five years that I've been doing the podcast, I've had over I think a little over four thousand um um views and listening to the to all the episodes. So I really appreciate it because now we're on season what? What season are we on? Twenty one? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But anyway, guys, this is Lisa. Peace out. Bye.